Welcome to the Grow People podcast with Pastor Jason, lead pastor at Revolution Church. My name is David Stein. I am also one of the pastors here. Uh, the purpose of the Grow People podcast is to grow people. So that's <laughs> that's where we're going. Uh, we like to get to it right away. Uh, nothing worse than listening to a podcast and having seven minutes of, of garbage talk in, in the beginning that you have to fast forward through yeah uh or ads or yeah. thing. we don't have any ads no we don't no, no the same although i was gonna say when i just made that motion i got a crick in my neck so i feel like i just injured myself on this podcast <laughs> how'd you get hurt oh, radio there yeah, you go i turned <laughs> well um maybe we need a chiropractor to uh sponsor sponsors maybe sponsor. we do yeah. yeah we'll get the sales team out there uh at some point if there is seven minutes of fluff before the the actual meat of the podcast, you'll know the sales team's been doing their job. Uh, we do value your time, though. Uh, as a listener, if you're watching, we value you watching. So let's get right to it. Pastor Jason, as we go through uh, the gospel according to John, we're in chapter 7. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're listening you know, three months from the time we uh, did chapter 7, that's totally okay. You can go back and, and listen to or watch... Uh, the messages mm -hmm. on the app, on the Revolution app, which is outstanding. Uh, there's also a website. Website. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. There is. Revolution.church. Uh, but we're in chapter seven, and there, there have been some, some weighty things. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and as you've preached through these verses over the last couple of weeks, you hit on this that we're all getting teaching. Yeah. It's who we're getting our teaching from. Yeah. Because all teaching comes from someone. Mm-hmm. So what did you mean by that? How did you unpack that? And what gems didn't you have time to talk about? Yeah, I've, the, what really kind of jumped out at me, which is, you know, what should happen when we study the Bible, is like, as I was reading in John 7, and when Jesus goes up to teach at the Feast of Tabernacles, which you actually talked about, you know, kind of kicked us off in chapter 7, um, is the people were amazed at his teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, no one has ever taught like this guy. Right. And what was really fascinating to me is when Jesus um, was giving an explanation of his teaching is he said, this teaching is not of me. Um, it's not from me. He's like, I don't come on my own accord. And, you know, when you're looking at those words, what was the, um, which is not great English, but it's like the ofness, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the specific Greek word there's in what's called the genitive, which shows possession um, shows, uh, like ownership, mm -hmm. like, you know, like my, uh, like my son is of me, right. You know, he came from me. So genetically he's mm -hmm. of me. So his ofness is me, right. You know, so, you know, stinks for him. Um, <laughs> so as one preacher said, anything good they got from God, anything bad they got from you, you know? Um, and so when I started thinking about that, Jesus was saying, like his teaching is of someone it's of someone it came from someone so again if you think about that in terms of you know procreation and and reproducing people like um our kids come from us and so then i was it, it wasn't the like the main point of what i mean jesus's main point was that his teaching was of god right so then i started thinking okay well then if his teaching is of god then all teaching is of someone. Yes. yes. Um, 
it, it doesn't just exist in a vacuum. You know, it does. And, and that, for, what we mean by that is like, it didn't just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So then I started just kind of going down, uh, you know, and sometimes when you're preaching the Bible and, and this is a good kind of judge when you're listening to other teachers, they may be making a point about a, something that's not explicit in that text, mm-hmm. you know, now the goal of any good preaching uh, expe- is to be exegetical, which means I'm bringing the meaning out of it. Right. Um, well, there may not be a, a a point like the point that I was making wasn't. It was explicit in the text of Jesus talking about his teaching. Yes. You know, his teaching is of God. But then, when you kind of think about like Jesus wasn't making the point that so therefore all teaching is tied to something. But when you kind of look at the wider scope of scripture, so sometimes you may be like as a preacher, you may be might be making a point that's not in that specific text, but that specific text is connected to a thought that's in a different text. So then I started thinking, okay, then what is it of? And then Jesus in John chapter eight, when he when this like he's continuing this conversation with the religious teachers, he's talking to them about Abraham and how Abraham was from God right. and of God. So he said, if you would love Abraham, you'd love me. And then they say, well, Abraham's our father. And Jesus says, no, you, he's not. You are of your father, the devil. Which was a showstopper. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why they wanted to kill him. You know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they told him or he told them that that was demonic. So then I started thinking in my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, if if Jesus's teaching is of God and they were of the devil, so it's really all teaching is of God or not. And if that doesn't apply to today, I don't know what does. Absolutely. And so, you know, we have to, um, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this, this podcast is again, because we want to teach people how to think biblically, mm-hmm. how to think about the Bible or think about the world, sorry, from a biblical worldview. And I was listening to another um, podcast just the other day, and he was talking about how, the Bible says, you know, like Romans 12, to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be mm-hmm. transformed by the renewing of our mind. And renewing, that sounded real uh, redneck there. Um, renewing of our mind. But his point was, in order for us to understand that we need to be transformed, we have to first understand we've been deformed by mm. culture. Mm. And I thought, man, I never thought about it like that. Like, you know, here I am as a 43 year old guy and whoever's listening to this podcast, that's, you know, you're 60, if somebody's 22, you know, whatever, whatever stage they are in their life, they have already experienced some level of formation. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I didn't, what was really cool. And of course I love words was what one of the, these authors was talking about, um, was, you know, the word form transformed, but he talked about de- deformed, you know, so when something's deformed, just in the sense of a normal growth cycle. And so like if, you know, if I have a deformed, you know, growth or like bone or something, it means it didn't grow correctly, you know? Um, and I'd never thought about that. Like we grow up in culture being formed mm-hmm. by culture, right? but we're deformed. Yes. We're formed wrongly. Yes. We're formed badly. Um, so God has to break that. Um, like literally like break a bone reset so it can transform. So the idea of teaching, 
that the whole concept that we've been talking about is I have to recognize in culture, I have been formed by teaching that is not of God from birth. Um, I've been deformed. I have grown up listening to teaching. Um, might've been from my parents, you know, because, you know, even if parents are godly people, mm-hmm. they're still sinners. And so there's things I, we learn in our family of origin. There's things that we learn in the culture around us. And I don't think any person that is a believer or is paying attention today would dare say that the majority thought in culture today is biblical or godly. Right. So every generation of people has to um, look at their culture critically and ask the question, where did this teaching come from? Mm. So, so we've all been constructed. Yeah. Now we have to deconstruct in order to reconstruct. Yeah, which I wouldn't use quite that word, just okay. because that word deconstruct has become like a, a buzzword well, that, in culture. Or is, you, are you doing that on purpose? Yes, because okay. you, you, you preached on that. Yes, I did. So that's not what you're talking about. Um, yes and no. Um, what I'm talking about, what I, what I'm saying is I wouldn't use the word deconstruction okay? because that already has an accepted cultural meaning. Right. And so I I wouldn't try to reframe the word, Mm -hmm. um, because the way the word, the term deconstruction is used in culture today, it's the same process though. Same concept Mm -hmm. of like the, the way people in culture use it is the church formed me this way. Oh, okay. And then I'm deconstructing away from the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm deconstructing my faith. Okay. Um, and I'm going away from it. Mm-hmm. But the process is the same mm-hmm. in that sense. But what I'm saying is it's reversed. You know, what a, a lot of people today, sadly, are happening because the, the formation of culture is so strong. So culture is leading them to deconstruct their faith. Mm-hmm. Basically, what we're saying is do the opposite. Okay you know, realize that we're formed wrong. We're formed wrong. Um, we are formed first and foremost by culture. Got it. Um, not, not the church because, um, we're sinners. It's like the phrase when someone says, well, I've been a Christian my whole life. Well, (laughs) impossible. Right. You haven't been a Christian your whole life. I talked to several people today. Yes. Um, because you were born sinner. Mm-hmm. You were born broken. Um, you were born deformed. I mean, it, sin's effect on us is so strong. So in two, you know, the, the words that people would say, you know, sin, the flesh, and the devil, or, you know, flesh, the devil, and the world, you know. The idea of, um, and I can't remember what verse, you know, references those three things, but the idea is, number one, I am uh, sinful. Um, my flesh, um, therefore, and flesh b- biblically means not just my skin. It's, it's my entire self. Mm. You know, me, I'm corrupted. The world's corrupted. And so there is a, so let's just go flesh, world, and the devil. So sin corrupted my flesh, um, corrupted me. Sin corrupted the world. Right. So there's myself and then there's the system. Mm-hmm. So there's a system in the world. Um, and then the third one, the devil, who is behind that system and then behind you know, mm-hmm. sin working in me. So we have to, as Christians, recognize, listen, we didn't, we didn't come into this world as a blank slate. We didn't come in neutral. Uh, we came in 
broken, which is why it's a fallacy to say, well, I was born this way, or I, um, this is how I've felt mm-hmm. since birth or whatever it was. You know, the idea is somehow my original state was good. And so therefore that is the one that I should go with. Mm. Um, well, In, instead of my original state was not, was not my original state is state is wrong. My original state is broken. So I started broken and then culture is just adding to that. The system of the world, the system of culture, the teaching Mm -hmm. of the world is just aiding my deformity Mm -hmm. is, is telling me, no, you're not broken. You're not. So that what I, what we were, what I was trying to do in that message is say, listen, that teaching is not neutral. Um, so not only are you, we weren't born neutral, we were born broken. The teaching's not neutral. It's not harmless. Um, like I was reading something the other day and, uh, I mean, this is how life, you know, like you read something, you don't remember where you got it from, but I would just want to recognize it wasn't my original thought, but they were juxtaposing, um, how the question was like, how do, how do people, uh, how, why are adults so messed up? That's what one people, what one group of people say. And then right below that, they were saying the other thought was, oh, kids are resilient. They'll be fine. (laughs) And what the author was trying to do is the reason why adults are so messed up is because kids are not resilient and they won't be fine. Yep. They're messed up now. They're messed up as adults because what they learned as kids messed them up. Yes. Um, you know, and again, whether it's parents or whether you're pastors that therefore I have to look at what my kids are being taught and realize, um, you know, kids may act like they're fine. They may like, they may experience a traumatic event. You know, somebody may die. Something may happen. Something may happen to them. That's evil. Um, a lot of times parents are like, Oh, kids will be fine. They're resilient. I'm look, they're out playing again. They're out, you know, Mm. uh, they're good. They're back at school. And what I'm trying to say is no, I mean, they're not fine. And if that, if, if there's not a recognition that something happened, in them sinfully and in the world from a system standpoint, that is going to affect their formation. Mm. Um, and so we see this all the time in Pat. And again, I'm not a counselor, but I've, you know, psychology is my minor and I've been around it enough. So you have a 40 year old man who's at the maturity level of a 14 year old. Yes. Cause something happened. That's right. Something shaped him at that point in time in his life. Right. And he's never grown past that. He's never, um, he was deformed and it stayed deformed. So his body kept growing, but his soul didn't, mm. his heart didn't, his mind didn't. I know at this moment, there are a lot of people listening right now going, oh, that, that explains so much. Because mm-hmm. if you really look at it that way, that there was a moment of stunting. Yes. If that's the right word. It is the right word. And Def- there was a moment of deformity. Yes. Yeah. And no growth after that. Yeah. And that's why the bone has to be rebroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I would, wouldn't say right. deconstruction, like we said, but I would say that in order for something to be healed, sometimes it has to be broke, mm-hmm. you know, in order for good to happen, God has to reset, you know, and it's the whole phrase of, uh, you know, God hurts us to heal us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a surgeon. He's not wielding an ax. He's wielding a scalpel. Mm-hmm. And, but I the point I was trying to make with teaching, but I will never let God reteach me. I will never let God transform me. If I don't first recognize that I was taught something that was wrong and that there was powers behind that teaching. Mm-hmm. 
So if that's the case, which is, is very interesting, again, if you're a, like a social scientist or sociology and you study people or anthropology, anything in those kind of fields, any new um, um, thought process, any new uh, teaching, let's just say that because we've been talking about teaching, always starts in the university system. Mm. So a lot of the things that we are hearing now in popular culture um, have been being taught in the university system for the last two or three decades. Right. You know, it was like, whether it's critical theory or whatever the process, the thought process mm -hmm. was, has been happening in that arena because they know if we teach that age group of people, um, they're in a formation stage, we can teach them, they're going to grow up believing this teaching and then we'll influence wider culture. Um, and the events of our culture in the last couple of years has brought that to the forefront where people right. are now hearing about this. And it's not just that specific things, whatever uh, it's the, what marriage is, you know, what, you know, so the, um, again, no matter what the teaching is, you look, okay, what are the universities saying? What are the TV shows doing? Mm -hmm. What is the, uh, I mean, TV, you know, um, that medium, whether it's, you know, an actual TV, whether it's on your phone, whether it's whatever, any kind of medium with video, you, all you have to do is look at like, okay, what is the pop? What is the, the most popular narrative that is always true in these shows? Well, that's them trying to desensitize me to their teaching, right? It's not neutral. And that's all we're trying to say is, or that's all I, that was the main thing I was trying to say is, Hey, recognize the recognize that there is teaching that, is not biblical um, and it is not of God. And so therefore, if it's not of God, and this is the part where it gets a little scary, you know, Paul told Timothy in first Timothy four uh, chapter, uh, chapter four, verse one, he said this, the spirit expressly says in the latter days, people will leave sound doctrine and will start believing deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Mm. Well, that's the Bible, you know, so that's the Bible saying that. that's the Bible saying that. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible is not the teaching of demons. No, the Bible is saying that there is teaching that is tied to demons. Yes. And I mean, when you stop and think about it, like all teaching is either tied to God, mm -hmm. which means it's truth, um, or it's tied to the devil, which means it's lies. So anybody who is thinking clearly would have to ask the question, who am I believing? Yeah, who's this teaching tied to? Yeah. Um, and, and that's part of what we want to do, again, with this podcast. It, and, and obviously what we're trying to do in teaching messages is I want people, I want the believers of Revolution Church at least, you know, and anybody beyond that, by God's grace, that's fine. Um, but I want our church to be able to listen to a teaching and, and have the ability to discern, oh, that teaching's not of God. Hmm. Um, but what's happened is we've, again, so much of our culture has changed and shifted. So we don't read like we used to. We're just being entertained, um, which is funny that, you know, the, the, the word amusement, um, anytime, anytime you put the word, the letter A in front of a word, it means the opposite. Mm -hmm. So amusement means I don't want to think. Mm. I just want to be entertained. But the word muse means to think. Mm -hmm. So if I just want to be amused all the time, then I'm not going to think. Wow. Which is, we live in a culture that just wants to be amused. Yes. 
just and want to be entertained. Me. Yep. Just entertain me. Make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all we're trying to say is, no, you need to think. We no longer live in a culture. And this is, I mean, we are post-Christian in our culture. We have been for decades. People just didn't realize it. Um, we no longer live in a culture where the predominant thought is tied to God. That's correct. Um, but the sad thing is a lot of Christians don't know that. Mm. They don't understand that, oh, this teaching is not of God. Does, does that go back to even Romans chapter 16? I think uh, the, how the devil is going to use that devil's going to prey on the naive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are we talking about Christians that don't even know that the other teachings are not from God? Absolutely. Yes. And that's what makes him so sneaky. You know, again, um, the, I mean, the devil's been doing this for, for centuries, for millennia, mm-hmm. uh, and humans are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he knows how to twist teaching. Um, and this is what is so fundamental to understand about the devil versus God. God can create, the devil can't. He can only pervert. So the devil is going to take something God, he doesn't have the power of creation, mm-hmm. only God does. He's going to take what God created and twist it. Mm-hmm. So the, the lies of the devil are simply twisted truths. So therefore, there's things that, oh, well, that feels true mm-hmm. because it has a semblance of truth, but it's twisted. Mm. You said something uh, last summer in one of the messages recorded and then aired on, on Sunday mm-hmm. when the doors weren't open. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and it was just a, a time of such high tension in our country. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying we're not in a time of high tension of right course. now. Yeah. And you said the devil will use people to divide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and we're actually talking about in the message this weekend that, that uh, in John 7, it says um, there was much division over Jesus. And it said some believed he was the Christ, some didn't, you know. So the uh, again, all teaching is tied to someone. Mm-hmm. Um but the devil's not going to show up in a physical manifestation. So let's think about it like this. And <laughs> this is where it gets even creepier, let's be honest. I said earlier at the beginning of this about the genitive. Yes. And how that shows possession. possession. Well, when someone if someone is not of God and they have an evil spirit, what do we say of those people? They are what? Possessed. Possessed. So now let's tie this together. If Goosebumps. I, yeah. If I am believing teaching that is not of God, God doesn't possess it. The devil possesses it. I believe his teaching. Now I'm possessed by the devil. Hmm. So yeah, division is going to come through people that are possessed by teaching that's not of God. Can we say dang on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Even Chandler's over there going, "Mm, that's good. And that's the point I'm trying to make is that that's what makes this, the teaching so devilish, so dangerous Mm. is it's demonic. It's not neutral. Um, So people, the system of the world is under the power of another. Now, Jesus told us all authority has been given to him. So we have the authority to walk into those situations and systems in the world and 
take back that authority in Jesus name. Now I'm not talking about in forceful ways. Uh, again, um, I'm not talking militarily or anything like that. What I'm talking about is just the ideas, mm-hmm. the power of ideas. But one of the reasons why demonic teaching persists is because Christians don't stand uh, in and up for that truth. And so a system, whether it's a university system or whether it's a person stays possessed by teaching that the devil possesses because a lot of times Christians, we don't stand in with truth um, because it's hard. I mean, let's just be honest. It's hard. No one, no one likes being unliked. No one likes standing against your teacher or standing against your friends or standing against culture. No one likes those things. But the more that Christians retreat um, and let other systems be the predominant possessiveness of, you know, what is taught, then the more demonic our culture will get. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, we had four other questions today, uh, but there's not enough time <laughs> on today's podcast. Uh, this is the... Uh, Grow People podcast uh, with Pastor Jason. Comments and views expressed on this program are representative of the mission of Revolution Church <laughs> and the yeah. vision of Revolution. Um, we have an Ask Pastor Jason segment uh, on every program. Do we have? I don't even think we have time to get to that today. Uh, we're just gonna have to wait until the the next episode, or unless some podcasts call it like bonus time, bonus episode, bonus material. Should we have bonus material on this? Okay, I'm getting a thumbs up from Chandler. All right. Okay. Uh, but by, by the way, that was fascinating uh, how that all ties in together from obviously from scripture, mm-hmm. but that the first uh, book that we went through was Romans. Yeah. And then we went through Micah mm-hmm. and now we're going through John yeah. and how it all fits together. That all ties together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ask Pastor Jason. Okay. This one is a totally, totally different topic. Your son, I hope I don't make you cry. You might. Yeah. <laughs> Your son is coming to the end of his high school football career. Mm-hmm. Three games left. Mm-hmm. Two games left. Uh, three games left in regular season, okay. and then hopefully and playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, is that a movie reference or is that a Her, Herm, Herm Edwards? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah there you go. Playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Can can wait? Was it Herm Edwards or um, uh, Jim Mora? I don't know. You know all these oh, references. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm dropping. A ball. I would ask you that question. Yeah, it's one of those two guys. Um, a, can you believe that it's the end of his high school football? No, career? I can't. No, I mean, it just seems like yesterday. It was, yeah. And as a dad, what have you learned in this season? Mm. It's a dad of a high school athlete, and now, now your daughter is playing competitive sports, mm-hmm. volleyball. Are you saying like, what have I learned? As a, as a dad, what have you taken out of all of this? Hmm. I mean, there's, gosh, there's, yeah, that would be a whole bonus episode. Um, well, I, I guess what I would say, um, I mean, there's a lot of things I could say, like enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, the phrase that um, the days are long, but the years are short. That's mm-hmm. so true. But I'm going to answer it really. And it kind of does tie into what we just talked about. Um, because this is what I'm feeling currently. Mm -hmm. This is what's on my mind and heart. And Lindsay, my wife and I were just talking about this the other day. Um, 
Yeah, he'll be 18 soon. And so what I'm really focusing on right now is the have I done enough to teach him? Mm. Um, is he grounded in, in teaching that is tied to Jesus? You know, so I've been really thinking and pondering uh, and planning um, some things I want to do before he leaves to go to college. Cause yeah, his goal is to go to college and play football and he has the opportunity to do that, which is great by God's grace. But what I've been really thinking and dwelling on here is I want him to leave, you know, my house, our house, knowing that I did everything I could to teach him and that we had, um, I've been studying like the power of moments. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm planning some moments coming up before he leaves Mm -hmm. to where we can, and there's some things I'm working through to pass on to him. Um, cause I think that's the best legacy I can pass on to him is the teaching, Mm. the teaching of who Jesus is. Um, so that's what I would encourage that again, I'll say this. Um, and we're actually going to talk about this soon at church. Um, I want to, I want to teach my kids so well so that when they're 40, some pastor is not having to teach them what I should have taught them. Wow. Wow. If these mics were not so expensive, we'd drop. Them. Yeah. <laughs> because think about that. How many times have you been in a sermon uh, or in somewhere and God moved in your life and you and he spoke to you, but then you thought, you know what? I probably should have learned that from my parents. I mean, I know you specifically a lot because you didn't grow up in a in a faith family. Um, but yeah, and here's why that matters is, um. Uh, Whatever it is, like let's let me just use like something we've been very inattentional with Jackson and Natalie. Jackson has a job and he's worked, but we are like he tithes, mm-hmm. and so he has his own app, his own account. You know, and that money comes in. We we talk about it, and it's not a thing for him. Like he's he's good. He never's like oh, because it's just normal. Mm-hmm. And I thought about this the other day. If if tithing wasn't normal to me then it wouldn't to Lindsay and I, then it wouldn't be normal to Jackson. And Mm. if it wasn't normal for Jackson, the kingdom of God would be set back a generation. Sorry. It sounded like I was in a barrel because I was, (laughs) I was, I was drinking. If you're just listening to this, I was drinking out of the enormous, uh, grow people podcast mug. Yeah. They're awesome. Which are not available on the website. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's really powerful. Setting back a generation. If so, setting back the kingdom of God, a generation. So if you're a parent yeah. and, and you're not serving in the church mm-hmm. and your kid doesn't see the mm-hmm. joy that you get from serving, absolutely, they may not serve, which will set the kingdom back a generation. generation. Yeah. Wow. So that is my what's on my heart right now with Jackson in this season of his life is I want to make sure that Lindsay and I have taught him well enough so that the kingdom of God advances from that point forward. You know, the idea of like, he's standing on my shoulders. Um, so I don't want to set it back. I don't want to set the, the kingdom back a generation because I didn't do my job of discipling my kids. If you stayed with the entire podcast, I mean, the first 25 minutes was great. Uh, that last three minutes, mm. I mean, that's a whole podcast right there. Yeah, we should do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, yeah that may be the next one. Yeah, uh, I've written it down but then I'll forget where I wrote it down. Uh, uh, thank you, Pastor Jason. Absolutely. Um, I know that I personally love talking to you about this kind of thing, 
this kind of stuff. Um, and I know that people want to hear more from you. Mm. Uh, and, and that's always encouraging when we call all of our first time guests. If you have, if you are here at revolution and you have never checked in with us, mm. uh, I don't care if you've been here three years, if you've, if you've never connected with us, uh, let us know you're a first time guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we can call you and connect with you and help you get connected to what is part of our, our mission is love Jesus, grow people. The R and grow is relationships. But when we call people who are here for the first time and they say things like he was talking to me in a way that I could listen to him all day long. That, that's, that's not just preaching that's connection. Yeah. And that's connection through the word of God. So we really appreciate you doing this podcast. Absolutely. And, it's my joy sharing that with you. Uh, as we always end uh, the podcast, uh, the best advice uh, we've ever heard from stage here at Revolution uh, starts with trust God and ends with? Take a nap. It's your line. Say the whole thing. Trust God and take a nap. Amen. We'll see you next time on the Grow People podcast. Listen or watch wherever you uh, ingest your podcast. How do, they, how do they say it? Listen. Listen, watch. Which that line is always funny to me. Like they're listening to this podcast. Yeah, they've already gone to the. They've place. already gone to the yeah. place that they ingested or whatever you just said. Yeah. So. So do we even have to say that at the end? Like, hey, go subscribe to this. Like on the thing that you're listening to it. Right. Keep doing what you're doing right now. Well, if saying. you can subscribe to it, then it gets sent to your phone. You can get a notification. That's what you're saying. That don't, yeah. don't just listen to it. Go hit the plus button. Yes. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, you'll hear ding. And then you'll say, oh, I have to get up and listen to the podcast. Because it's, it's dropped. <laughs> it, has, it has dropped. Yeah. Yes, it has. And we're dropping this one right now. All right. Love you. Love you.